0: Uh, welcome Emma to the Venari podcast, uh, really thrilled to have you with us as a guest today. Thanks for having
1: me, it's lovely to be here.
0: You've got a fantastic background, uh, starting in um, in finance and risk and now managing multi-million pound commercial transformations at Mulberry. Could you talk us through your, your background?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I started my career on the Deloitte grad scheme, so that was within the internal audit and, and risk space. and. I really liked the idea of joining a grad scheme. I felt like that would be quite a, a nice comfort blanket having left uni. Um, and, and it turned out to be the case. So I had a great few years there, did my accountancy qualification. Um, but actually then I found that I wanted to move into working with one brand individually rather than working as a kind of a consultant on multiple brands. Um, and then in 2013 I joined the BBC. Um, I love my time at the BBC. I spent about two and a half years there. Um, mainly in internal audit and risk but also then just moving into the um, strategy space with a new strategy on a secondment that was a really great opportunity and then I actually got approached about a role at Burberry I initially joined their internal audit and, and program assurance function um, but then I actually made the transition into transformation there um, which was yeah, a really formative part of my career and, and, and kind of where I am today is largely attributable to that transition at Burberry um, and then most recently in January, I joined uh, Mulberry, which I'm absolutely loving. Um, and obviously, a lot of synergies from, from my role in transformation at Burberry now taken with me to the role at Mulberry.
0: What I'd love to touch on is your transition from, from finance to transformation, because obviously yeah. they're quite different. Could you talk me through your thought process? I,
1: I guess, kind of on the face of it, they do seem quite different, but actually, there's a lot of synergies, I think, between the work I was doing within internal audit and risk and program assurance. And then the transformation work that I'm doing now and have been doing for the last number of years. And I'd say both sets of roles are largely project-based and focused on kind of driving positive change um, forwards. They both are very collaborative style roles. You're working with different functions within business and different teams and and collaborating cross-functionally to get the best out of everyone and ultimately the, the best objectives for the business. And so I think there's a number of synergies in, in those roles and, and they really draw on a, a number of things that I personally love the most in terms of that collaboration and um, teamwork, cross-functional um, work and really no two days are the same but both in the internal audit work that I was doing and now also in the transformation um, roles that I've had. So yeah, I think a number of synergies and, and really the, the transition for me happened quite organically. Um, I think... At, at certain times in my career, I have probably felt a bit of pressure to answer questions, of, oh, you know, where do you see yourself in three years or where do you see yourself in five years? And you, know, you need to be planning ahead. You need to think about what's the role that you want in, in two roles time so that the next role can be one that gets you there. And whilst I think that is excellent advice, I think personally, I've often felt a bit inadequate because I've not necessarily been able to answer those questions. I've, I've not necessarily known... I want to get from A to B um, and this is exactly how I'm going to do it, I've probably always held myself to a couple of questions, those being, am I happy in the work that I'm doing and am I growing and developing? And I think when I've answered no to either of those questions is when I found it's the right time to make a change. Um, And that's what's naturally, I think, guided me on my career path. So did I see myself going from internal audit and risk to transformation at the outset of my career, no, but I'm very happy that that's the journey that I've ended up um, taking.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think sometimes these transitions happen quite organically. Yeah. And I think it's also dependent on the environment as well, to some degree.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Cool. And you have now um, transitioned into a contracting role at Mulberry, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Have you observed any differences in how you go about transformation and change since you, since you made that move?
1: I think for me personally, yeah, it's been a really um, interesting now next chapter for me in my career. I've always been curious about the contracting world and environment. And, and when I was at Deloitte, although obviously it was a permanent role, sometimes it did feel a bit um, contracting in nature, given that I was going from one brand to another. And it's always something that's piqued my interest. Um, and now operating in that way with Marlborough, I'm, I'm really enjoying because I'm actually finding that, in a sense, I have, feel a lot more empowerment to um, to kind of stay my mind and, and my peace. And, you know, I'm, I know I'm there and I'm valued and I, I'm there to do a role for a period of time. And I'm finding that, yeah, like I say, quite empowering, really, I think. Um, I probably pushed myself quite hard, definitely. At Burberry, there were certain... Um, career objectives I've set out for myself in terms of development and getting to that next rung on the ladder. Um, and by luck and opportunities, I was able to do that at Burberry. And what I'm now finding quite refreshing at Mulberry is that I'm not actually kind of chasing that next level. I'm, I'm there to add value for them, and they make me feel that I am value-adding for them. Um, so I'm really excited by that contract nature of my role now and, and that next chapter so yeah so far it's been a real positive for me
0: you transitioned from the BBC to Burberry um, which is an interesting move and must have been quite different from a culture perspective how did you find that
1: yeah actually um, it's interesting obviously although the BBC and Burberry are in quite different sectors there's a lot of similarities between them as organisations I would say and, and interestingly enough that actually quite a few people at Burberry were ex BBC. And I think that's testament to the strong culture that exists in both organisations, the strong people culture, um, and the fact that both organizations are really firmly embedded on kind of um, putting the customer first, whether it's from a BBC point of view and, and you know ultimately consumers in that way, or from the Burberry point of view in terms of kind of you know customers' experience and, and experience of the product, etc. So um, there are a lot of similarities between them as brands and like I say culturally um, they really were very inclusive environments and and um, people focused whether it be for the customer or for internally their employees so I think that's another thing that's kind of guided my choices in terms of the brands that I've worked for it has been about working in cultures which it's kind of hard to put your finger on exactly what it is that makes a great culture, I think, but you always can sense it in yourself whether it is somewhere that you know makes you happy and you feel you can thrive. Um, and I'm lucky enough that I've worked in environments where that's been the case at, at nearly every brand that I've worked for. So, yeah, uh, I think although on the face of it they seem quite different, there are a lot of similarities between between the BBC and between Burberry. I think what a number of the new things were around being in the luxury space. That mm. was something quite different, and that was quite a, a learning curve for me, which I um, found really interesting. And it's now held me in good stead for my role at, at Mulberry, obviously, also being in the luxury space.
0: Thanks for sharing that, Emma. That's really interesting. And going back to transformation, how has that enriched your toolkit?
1: Yeah, it most definitely has. So I, I started my transformation journey um, at Burberry um, when I moved into the transformation team, and I think. What i was most acutely aware of is that you know change is obviously all around us we're all experiencing change every day and transformation effectively is embracing change and using it and harnessing it to to drive positive and business outcomes for a business and i think what i've really loved about transformation as well is the fact that you really are turning strategy into action um, and that's really made it feel like you're kind of at the cutting edge of what a business wants to do. You're helping to drive forward their growth aspirations, and and for me personally, I found that very satisfying. Um, I think in terms of enriching my toolkit, it's it's really pushed me because I've been leading projects where I'm not necessarily a subject matter expert in the particular area that I'm um, that I'm running of that project, but um, that's when you then harness the power of the individuals on the project and bring teams together and work cross-functionally so i think probably what it's really helped me to do is um is really develop those skills of collaboration and and um, cross-functional ways of working and and really yeah lean into my people skills so i think essentially really transformation is, is always going to be with us it's always going to be around businesses are constantly evolving and wanting to grow and harness the power of new opportunities so I think that is also something that is really exciting because whatever industry um, a company might be in, I think you know transformation is is really important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've touched on it slightly there in terms of enjoying the people side of it and taking um, the teams along with the journey. What would you say? What would you say you enjoy most about your role? It is yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it is definitely the people side of things. So yeah
1: I love the nature of my role being that I'm learning every day I'm learning no two days are the same and I'm learning so much because I'm working in these cross-functional teams where like I say I'm not the subject matter expert but I'm learning from many subject matter experts and and bringing their skill sets together so that ultimately under the umbrella of a project we can collaboratively move move things forward for the business so it's definitely the people side of things and the fact that I get to learn so much um personally as well
0: we've talked about it a bit before it seemed like you had a really pivotal uh mentor when you were at burberry uh, and they played a part of you deciding to make a move to transformation uh how did that relationship come about
1: yeah i um really am an advocate for the power of a mentoring relationship so i've had um a few incredible mentors in my um, career and, and a couple of those at Burberry were yeah really you know trusted um, confidants and people that I could go to and and really have that sounding board um, mentor mentee relationship with so yeah the first of those was um, within the transformation space so actually I think that the way I've kind of sought out a mentor is I've, I've identified people who have skills that I don't have so um, my first mentor I Um, came across her in the meeting um, when I was actually working in Programme Assurance at Burberry, and I was just totally blown away by her and I just thought oh my goodness this person has so many skills that that I don't have, they come across so well in meetings, so confident so self-assured and I was in total admiration of her because um, like I say yeah she she possessed so many qualities that I um, recognised that I didn't have and so then I actually just approached her directly and and said you know I'm, I'm sure you're a very busy person and you you know by all means feel, feel free to say no I'm sure you've got a lot on your plate but um, I wondered how you might feel about being my mentor and um you know within half an hour she replied to me really happy to do that and and that's how it all started really and um that that mentoring relationship like I said was just so important to me I think and um, like I mentioned I had a, a second mentor at, at Burberry who was equally as incredible and I approached in a similar way and I think I was really lucky that um kind of identified such lovely people and such impressive people who could be my mentors and I think what I have um, found important is that I actually think it's the right thing to choose your own mentor because I think some I think it's great that a number of companies have mentoring partnerships but and and kind of set people together but for me it was really important for me to identify that mentor myself and have it be someone that um, I really connected with and could relate to and they could relate to me um and I think the other thing is that you know I've not had a mentor consistently throughout my career I think what I've done is I've identified times in my career where I've maybe just been a bit more unsure of where I'm going I'm maybe answering a bit closer to the no side of the am I happy am I growing questions and so started to feel like I need to make a change but I've not been too sure what that change has been and then that's when I've identified the moment that would be a good opportunity to have a mentor and like i say have that sounding board and someone i can talk to and and help prize out of me actually what the best best next move would be
0: in terms Mm -hmm. of your advice uh do you have any recommendations as to how individuals can source and approach mentors
1: yeah so i think as i touched on i i obviously source the mentors myself i i think I maybe felt empowered a bit to do that from um, some really good advice I got from a line manager at the BBC. And he said to me, never be afraid to ask someone to go for a coffee with you. And whilst it sounds like really simple advice, it really stayed with me. And he said, you know, if you're offering to get someone a free coffee, well, A, people love coffee or or tea or whatever it might be, but A, people love a free drink and B, um, people like talking about themselves. So you know, if if you're curious about getting to know someone more, um, f- from a work point of view, then never feel never feel afraid to say, oh, you know, I, I'm really curious about your role. and um, I'd love to know a bit more about it. Could I take you for a coffee and and hear a bit more about what you do? And it was such good advice because I think that it did then make me feel a bit empowered to to reach out to those individuals and say and and basically say that, um, you know that's probably that how it kind of started with both of my mentors and then I more formally asked them to, to be be a mentor but um yeah I think that was really good advice and I would I'd recommend that to anyone because as he said no one's ever turned, turned down the free coffee so um yeah I think that's a really good way of of naturally approaching a, a mentor
0: so to wrap up any any final thoughts
1: yeah, I think um, probably the key takeaways from me reflecting on my career to date would be, um, firstly, to not feel pressure to know exactly where we're going or what that journey is going to look like, um, and secondly, at times where we may be a bit unsure of where we are going or how we're going to get there, then um, always feeling you know open to seeking support through a mentoring relationship which I found really invaluable personally.
0: Great no completely agree with you Uh, so thank you again Emma for joining us a really interesting conversation and some great insights so uh, so really appreciate your time.
1: Thanks so much for having me Mari.